Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Teller County Sheriff's Podcast for February 1st, 2021. Yay! We got a full yeah. we have a full room today. Yes, we do. We do. We have Sheriff Michael. My name's Greg Couch, if you don't already know that. Uh, Deputy Renee Bunting and Lieutenant Laura Hammond. Hello. Hello. Hello, Laura. Thanks Hello. for coming in. We also, Tommy, you know, he's running things. He's back yeah. there chilling. The chilling. He's That's chilling right. in the booth. <laughs> You need a keyboard, Tommy. You look really cool back there. With those <laughs> I, you know, I feel like a yeah, like a talk show host. From now on, you're gonna have to wear a Devo hat when you're doing Devo right. and dance. Yeah. Devo. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's not Devo. Oh, so, okay, never mind. The so safety dance isn't Devo. <laughs> That's right. Lieutenant Hammond, congratulations for uh, on your promotion. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. I think uh, isn't Sheriff? Isn't she the first female uh, lieutenant? Lieutenant. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm really excited because Laura worked all the way through the ranks. You came up as a regular jail deputy, uh, moved to corporal, and she has just, um, I don't know, I would call it blow the doors off of it and then continued on into lieutenant position. So we're so happy for you, Laura. Thank you. I'm really excited. The challenge is just going to be amazing and it's going to be really good for the agency and for the officers. So I'm excited. Great. Yeah, we are too. Um, What kind of stuff are you having to... uh, take a look at first what what are some of your priorities lately before the new year you know ice was a big priority and we're still continuing that with the inspections and that sort of thing Um, training is a big priority we're going to revamp the training program so i'm excited for that that's awesome just keeping people safe and getting policy and procedure out there and keeping people happy and invested and having buy-in for what they do so and ma'am, you're almost up to full staff at the jail. Right. That's that is incredible because I don't even know how long it's been since we've had so many people. I mean, even the patrol side of the house, everybody's you know just a couple of spaces left to fill those with uh, deputies. So that's great. Yeah, the teams are nice and full, and you know, giving the officers everything they need to be successful. That's really the key, and that's Absolutely. a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So that that's exciting to have the people on the floor. You bet. You know, most people don't realize when we came back. There was almost no command staff left. Um, they had they were experiencing over two hundred percent turnover mm-hmm. a year. That's in one year you're going to flip this whole wow. agency because we're about a wow. hundred personnel twice in a year. We developed a command team, and that command team has been here since the uh, we got back. Yep. Um, and we're down now less than a five percent turnover a year, with most of the department at a, almost a five year average for. For uh, years of service, and you have over thirty some years. Or, oh, I'm sorry, you got over two hundred years of experience in the command staff. Wow, that's so, incredible! You know, one thing that I learned a long time ago is you have the best managers possible, so that everybody can flourish. And Laura, you're part of that. You know, you went through the testing, you've done all those things that you needed to, and uh, we're always excited about having new blood and that new excitement to do good things. So, yeah, um, I think that's, that's going to be huge. And I think it's it's also great for the new officers and deputies coming in, especially the females, to see mm-hmm. a lieutenant mm-hmm. in in the detention center. So it really gives you something to strive for because the, before you know it was always the men, and so um, it really gives them you know high up say, hey, you know what, I can be there someday too. So that's great. Good for you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I think we're about forty to forty five percent female in our agency. My wife actually is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's just, it's that representative slice of the community itself. Sure. That's what we're going for. Right. Well, and Definitely. at one time it was a very male dominated career field. 
you know, we've seen a change in law enforcement so that it's more receptive to new ideas and new ways of doing things. It's not the old way of has to be done this way. And I think we've been a pioneer in that in a lot of ways. So um, quite honestly, we, we do very well. And a lot of it is, is just a great group of people that we have in our office. You know, what I'm kind of seeing out of this is the best person for the best job, uh, 45, almost 50% male-female ratio. That That's showing that you're really looking at the person's abilities, not the person's gender. And so right. that's that's right. pretty fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and Laura, you said something earlier that was kind of interesting. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, giving your employees the tools that they need to be successful. That's that's the best way to look at it, I think. And it seems like when you get a little higher up in the chain and, you know, an upper staff area, you actually feel like you're working for them. Yeah, you're providing a service for them and, and as well as with the community and, and your people because they're the ones doing the job every day. They're the ones on the floors interacting with the inmates and they need to have what they need to be successful and safe. And yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm a supply sergeant or something like I need this. OK, well, I'll go get it. You know, and you hand it to them and they just go on about their day. And it's it's pretty it's pretty simple thing when you think about it. But it's really important. Well, I have to tell you, I was a supply sergeant and it's not that easy. It's actually an original plus five copies. Oh, (laughs) Was that when you got your ticket? You mean, (laughs) you know, I think, um, you know, we we have a different mentality here, I think, as a command staff. And that's you have to be service based. You know, we have to understand what the community needs. Um, So we create our mission around what is needed in the community to make them feel safe. They have the freedoms that they have. Um, And at the same time, your employees are in that same, you need to do the same for them. You have to understand and identify what they need um, to get that job done that you've given them as a mission. And then you provide that. You provide it mentally as in the training and the knowledge base. You provide that in the support. And you continually just to push on to make sure. And you always protect their right to do what they need to do in their job. Definitely. And it's always changing. It's very innovative. And that's why being progressive in that law enforcement mentality is important. So, I agree. Yeah, times are changing for sure. Uh, every day it seems like we get something new that's... So right now I feel like we're mentoring that next generations of peace officers. Um, and, and I think that's important for us to understand. So does that mean that, you know, say some years down the road, uh, Commander uh, Sullivan retires and then we have Commander Hammond and then maybe Sheriff Hammond? Are we going that far? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd go that far. Okay. You need to know right now. Quit playing around. He's talking about bringing up the new generation. Yeah. So. I definitely yeah. think, I mean, Commander of the Jail is definitely one of my aspirations. I think... Corrections is definitely where my passion is. It's something that I found is my niche. So, you know, I've been learning from the best, great mentorship. So, if I may, can you tell us kind of about your background and kind of where you came? You're, you're a local Colorado native, right? And yes, so. I am. Yep. I'm a Colorado native. Um, started my undergrad in Fort Collins, CSU. Um, then I moved back home to Colorado Springs to start my master's. And actually, to rewind there, I did work in the Larimer County Jail. Um, That kind of started my interest in corrections. It was very data and analytical, so I wasn't a floor officer. But that's where I got introduced to corrections. 
Then I moved back home, completed my master's, and did Intel and data analytics with CSPD. But I really wanted to work in corrections. And being a community member, I wanted to tour the jail. And once I toured the jail, it was all over. <laughs> um, I just knew I belonged there. It just felt right. You knew you belonged in jail? It's a very unique <laughs> feeling, you know. Sure. <laughs> but to provide that service of, you know, making the community a better place and keeping people safe. And then it's all about the officers and the inmates. And, yeah, I just... That's where it all went. So, And ma'am, your husband is also uh, law enforcement, correct? He is, yeah. Actually, my entire family is. And it's funny talking about gender and being a female in law enforcement. My mom was a, a police officer, and that's really something that drives me. Um, she was hit by a drunk driver, and that ended her career. And so for me, it's very personal and very mm -hmm. passionate to continue that kind of family duty, if you will. To sure. me, it's... It's very much who and why I'm here, and I want to work hard just to get to heaven, but while I'm here, this is my duty here, so. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. You know, and it's so important with jails and in corrections that, you know, you, you have people that come through the jails on a short-time basis, a midterm, and then a long-term. And the thing about the short-term people, those are people that they have an experience that can then change them in the direction of what they want to do, if they want to get out and do the right thing, or if they want to continue on the road that they're on. And with the deputies, if they're respectful and kind and they work with folks, you can actually make life-changing decisions uh, in helping those folks. And then those are the midterm. You know, they've, they've been in the system for a while. They, they're still kind of confused as to what they want to do. And some of them are trying to get better. Some of them aren't. But you're dealing with them on a day-to-day. And then you have your long-term folks. And when they get out, they've made bad decisions. They've been in there for a long time. But the kindness sometimes of a deputy can change their overall inter interactions on the streets, too, mm -hmm. which can save other deputies' lives at some point. You know, if, if someone was poked and prodded in a jail setting for so long that they're just angry at law enforcement, that next step is to harm a law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. But if they've been, you know, given respect and kindness and, and treated right, now we don't, we don't bend over backwards for them, but we will do whatever we can to help them. That may change that interaction on the streets, too, for other officers. So, you know, I think it's such an important area to be in. Yeah, you never know who you'll impact. And, you know, at the core, I really like the politics of it, too, because the jail is, is the one essential thing that the sheriff has to operate. Mm -hmm. And to me, that tradition of it is just, it's really neat to be a part of. I'm glad there's people like you that like the jail. You seem really committed to making this place excellent, so... Much appreciated. Do you see a lot of mental health issues coming in the jail uh, these days? Mental health is huge. Um, it is absolutely huge. We've actually started like mental health first aid training with the officers. You see it every single day. And when it becomes that drug-induced mental health, I mean, that's really where the safety concern comes in. And so teaching officers how to be safe and professional and recognize mental health and how do you manage it, um, so important. Yeah, that's a, and that's an up and coming too. It's been building for a while, but it seems like now that's one of our biggest issues. And it's also one of our most dangerous issues and highest liability issue in the jail. When you have groups like the ACLU hammering on us to let people loose, it's, it's so hard without having that extra training to know how to deal with people all the time. Um, and it's it's a 
it's an environment that it takes somebody special to want to work in. Yeah, you have to have a lot of patience and understanding and, you know, good communication skills and that management. That's what you're doing is you're managing and working with people 24-7. And, you know, you, you interact with somebody on the worst day of their life. You have to be mindful of that, you know, and people do turn to drugs or alcohol or whatever it might be to cope with whatever they have going on. And you have to be able to recognize that and determine how to safely manage it. A lot of circumstances land a lot of people in jail. And, and really, it was just a bad decision in a moment. So, and the thing is, it's, that's not what defines who they are. It defines who they are, how they come out of it. Exactly. And that's the important part for us to always remember. Yep, bad things can happen to good people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's your favorite part of the job? Hmm. I think my favorite part is the officers. Um, And, you know, it's definitely changed as I've become part of leadership. Um, My favorite part of the job before was definitely like inmate management and the mental health aspect and taking pride in being able to de-escalate a situation and really engage with with the inmates that way. Um, And not that they're any less important because that's why we're there. We're there to serve the inmates. But now for me, it's a lot about the officers. So providing like that positive role model and leadership and, and hey, you know, you can do this and this is a good career for you to develop into. That's kind of for me now my favorite part and building future leaders because I've been a part of that. So then I want to in turn produce that. You know, I have a jail story. At the time, we had a, a large amount of Department of Correction inmates that had been everywhere and they were the troublemakers. So they would send them all to us. So one day I had the deputies, they had decided to move all the inmates into the pods because we had contraband in the jail. When they moved all 80-some inmates into one gymnasium where they're all together, Mm -hmm. next thing I know they're slamming on the window saying they were going to riot. And we only have, at most times, up to five people in the jail. That's why I remember I went, boy, if this gets out of hand, I won't survive this. So I'd gone and handed my keys into the control because you have a control room, and that's where all the keys go. And my keys um, had access to the outside inside, so I handed mm-hmm. my keys. And I remember walking into the – saying, hey, buzz the door, let me in. So I walked into all those very angry individuals, mm-hmm. and I started speaking almost uh, at a whisper. And then they're trying to listen, but they can't because everybody's screaming and yelling obscenities, how they're going to kill everything <laughs> in the building. And – uh you know, they got real quiet, and then you could hear them in the back. Shut up! I can't hear them talk. <laughs> so you were able to de-escalate eighty some people very rapidly by just speaking softly. And uh, you know, by the time it ended, in about a half an hour, of me standing in there talking with all these folks, you know, I was able to give them. Uh, they were watching Bronco football the next day. That's what they wanted, <laughs> and uh, we were able to de-escalate the whole situation. Everybody went back peacefully, and there was no more issues. Um, but those types of things you don't learn in a normal setting, you know, to walk into a group of people. That's just crazy. But, you know, sometimes those are the things that need to be done in a jail. And uh, from then on, we never had another issue. Yeah, but, group management is key to what you're talking about there. And mm-hmm. that is huge in a correctional you know, facility setting that you have these sociological concepts of groups. And it's not necessarily like the individual criminality. So you're dealing with groups of people, and they may, they have this mentality and this culture, um, and it's it's key to figuring out. And that's a lot of fun is coming up with plans with officers of how to manage groups of inmates. That's just huge. A lot of psychology involved, right? I mean, a lot of psychology. Yeah. I remember gulping because I knew you're in trouble. 
but you can't show it. You got to be as confident as possible. Yeah. But just knowing, holy crap, there's nothing going to save me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you what have nothing on your on, really on your belt. I mean, you got a couple tools there, but really the biggest tool is talking to people and treating people like they're people. And we're all a part of the same community. And hey, you know, I understand you had a bad day. Like, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. And like you said, not bending or breaking the rules, but treating people as people. Mm-hmm. Just one one curious question: What's your master's in? Sociology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I actually did a thesis in a correctional um, setting. I did mm-hmm. it at, in CJC. Okay. So that's really when I was like, okay, I'm in the right place here. Like, you know, intellectually, I really like it, but I want to be doing it. Like, it's time for me to put the the knowledge into practice and start with operations and you know policy and procedure and running the floor and seeing what works and what doesn't work and. So, well, I will say this, Laura. We're sure happy you're in our family. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. I am. I'm in the right place, and I, I work for the right people, and it's great. Couldn't ask for anything better. Well, thanks for joining us again today, Lieutenant, and again, congratulations on your promotion. And just to let everyone know, we are hiring. We do have some slots available in in operations and detentions and communications. Uh, So if you're interested in something like that, it's tellercountysheriff.com. You can go online and and read all about the positions, and you can see the uh, qualifications that you'll need to have to apply. And we'll go ahead and wrap it right there, Tommy. It was a good show. Yeah, that sounds like a good show to me. All right, we'll see you guys next time.